Have you ever dreamed of becoming an interior designer? You don't want to go back to university, you don't want to work for a large firm, but you just don't know how to get started. You want flexibility, you want to pursue your passion, and you want to make income. Well, you should definitely check out the Uploft Interior Design Academy. It's my proprietary program that I've used internally for years and have made available to the public. Not only do you get video modules that you can take at your own pace, but you also get one-on-one coaching sessions with me, group coaching sessions with our Facebook group of Academy students, and so much more. If you're interested, Get more information and sign up for an exploratory call with me at affordableinteriordesign.com slash academy. Once again, that's affordableinteriordesign.com slash academy. It's time to start living the life of your dreams. high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer this is affordable interior design the podcast here's your host betsy hellman hi everybody i hope you're doing well i hope you're having a good new year i hope this omicron thing isn't bringing you down as much as it's bringing me down i tell you what you know i got my booster i was hoping that that would make me feel like i had some freedom some safety And instead, I'm just as worried as ever. Our kids are back to homeschooling and remote learning. And I had to cancel my business mastermind trip to Chicago. And everything just feels uncertain again. Speaking of uncertain, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see that my eyes are puffy. You can see that my hair is not exactly styled. Um, It's because I'm packing up my office. Today is my very last day in the office. Tomorrow the moving truck comes, the moving guys come, and um, so I'm just feeling all the feels. And so I had an emergency session with my therapist this morning on Zoom, and you know, I'm just feeling uncertain in life in general, but the idea of not having my little safe space, you know, now me and my family, we're all going to be in the same house for 24 hours a day with no reprieve. I have no sanctuary that feels private. And I'm just grappling with how to move on from this space that has meant so very much to me and to my family, not only during this tough time, But during the good times too, coming here was always a joy and always so inspiring. And, you know, even though I was here primarily alone because my designers, you know, they could work here. I have four desks in this beautiful space, but they just go to their client spaces and then go back home. And that actually is beautiful flexibility for them. And it totally works for me. But because I'm here on Main Street in my town, people are constantly walking by, constantly waving. If you've ever watched this podcast on YouTube, you see me waving to people who walk by. You've heard the UPS guy and the mailman and just people stopping in, interrupt the show. And while it may seem disruptive, it sort of gives me a lifeline to the community, especially during times like this. So I'm wondering, what should I do? I'm feeling untethered. I'm feeling more uncertain than ever. I'm feeling more isolated than ever, especially now that I'm just moving into my house. 
And my therapist was telling me, you know, look around the space, find something special that's intrinsic to the space that you can take with you. And then find a beautiful way to honor that thing, whether it's, you know, a piece of old crumbling tile or a little piece of something, right? Um, Find a way to honor it in your new space. So I've been looking around and you know what I realized? And maybe if you're going through something similar, this might help you. But as I'm taking everything down, you can see behind me, I've started taking the pictures down and everything like that. As I'm taking everything down and looking around and thinking, you know, what could I take that represents this space? What could I take that would always be a memory of this space? I'm realizing that everything that's special to me in this space is something that I brought with me. And that magic that I brought with me, that I imbued in this space that was just a shell before, especially if you've been on our website, you've seen the before and afters of my office, and you know it was not very special to start. I realized that everything that this space means is coming with me, including the magic. And I can make this magic in any other space because it's all mine. Nothing that's in this space is intrinsically magical. It's what I bring and what I feel in the space that makes it magic. And I'll be able to pack that up in a box. And I'll be able to make that um, same feeling somewhere else. So whether you're downsizing, whether you're moving from a special space or a special job or a special relationship, know that the magic is you. And you don't have to take a light switch or a piece of molding or I don't know. You don't have to have that with you to make something else even more meaningful. So that's what I'm taking when I'm sorry I'm so emotional today. It's just that very last day. Um, And also, it's the very first week of a new year. And for me, that's always filled with contemplation, emotion, reflection. You know, I'll be following up soon with my trends for 2022 and the things I'm seeing. But I'm just not in that headspace right now this January. There's just too much going on. So I'm going to give myself some grace. And while normally I must have all my reflections complete by the first week of January, I must have, you know, journaled deeply about all the wins and losses from the previous year and, you know, set all my goals and intentions for the following year. I'm just not going to give myself that pressure right now. And I'm going to give myself the full month of January to really enjoy my reflections. But most importantly, I think it's about feeling the feelings I'm currently in quite deeply and honoring the fact that, you know, I'm able to have such deep feelings about a location or a time in my life because that means there was something really, really magical about it. All right. Speaking of magic, Speaking of magic, you guys have written me some awesome questions and nothing brings me more joy than answering your questions on my show. So here we go, guys. Here we go. My first question comes from Renee and Renee is writing from Atlanta. She says, Betsy, I promise to fix the curtains in this room. 
But first, another issue somehow snuck up on us. Where would you shop for a twin bed that will last until this guy is 18? And Renee, I just love this picture. It's probably a little boy. I don't even know. Maybe he's a year old climbing out of his crib. Um, the curtains don't look too horrible, but they're a little bit masked. And I would put curtains on both windows, Renee, not just the one. But he's obviously ready for his twin bed because he's climbing right out of his crib and uh, he looks very mobile. One thing I want to mention, you know, now that I have a nine-year-old and a 10-year-old, both in twin beds, I do know for sure that there are um, some beds that hold up better than others. And I'll tell you about that in just a moment. But I personally do not feel that any twin bed is going to be ideal for my children, question mark, anyone's children, I don't know, until they're 18. My son is five foot five. He's 10 years old. And already I'm like, we got to get this guy at least a full. My daughter is, I don't know, four foot 10, nine years old. And she fits just fine. But with all of her stuffies, toys, and when I want to cuddle with her too, it's just getting a little tight. I foresee upgrading both of them to a queen or a full as soon as we have a larger house, because right now the rooms just couldn't take it. But, you know, as you guys know, I'm house hunting and looking for something and totally planning on getting rid of the twins and upgrading right away. All that being said, let's talk about a tale of two beds. Okay. So my son, when we moved into our house um, in Westchester in the suburbs, when we moved from Brooklyn, I upgraded both of my babies to twin beds. And they were sort of babies when we moved here. My son, I bought a bed from Pottery Barn. I think it was Pottery Barn Kids, not Pottery Barn Teen, but I do love both those sites. So it's a navy wooden bed with slats, really cute, very simple. For my daughter, I wanted something upholstered. She's a girly girl, so I wanted maybe that sort of princessy vibe, something soft, especially because she's much more active and rough and tumble than my son. So I really wanted to make sure that she didn't hit her head. And also, she was younger, so she was probably going to be tumbling out of bed a little bit more. I wanted something lower to the ground with no box spring. So I went to Wayfair, right? My son's bed has lasted us for six years and is amazing. It looks as good as the day we bought it. No creaking, no squeaking, no issues ever. And, you know, even though he's outgrowing it, there would be no other reason to have any qualms about keeping this twin bed frame. My daughter's bed, on the other hand, the slats broke within a year or two from my husband and I both getting in her bed and cuddling her. It just really couldn't withstand that. And then I got her another bed from Wayfair, just as cute, hot pink. Um, it's fine. Not great. And then I got her a bunk bed from Ikea, and that held up fine not great. So then I circled back and got her a day bed. So that way she could have a trundle with sleepovers. But if you've been counting, that's four beds, four affordable, cheap website beds that I've gotten my daughter. And I got my son 
one moderately expensive Pottery Barn Kids bed, and it's lasted the whole time with no issue. Just keep that in mind and take that as a lesson as you're shopping for your son that, you know, sometimes quality trumps cuteness, style, etc. Um, I've really enjoyed being able to swap out my daughter's bed because I'm a designer and I love having an excuse to buy something new. That being said, it's a chore and gets very expensive not only to purchase a new piece, but also to have it assembled. It's a lot of upheaval to like move a huge piece, the biggest piece in the room, out of the room time and time again. So in hindsight, I would have done PB Teen or PB Kids for both of them and just, you know, been happy with that until they're 13. But at 13, they're both getting fulls or queens if possible. And I would suggest that you do the same, Renee. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Are you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com, click on podcast to learn more, and to become a premium member today. All right, let's get to my next question. My next question is from Tiffany. Tiffany's writing from Perth in Western Australia. Hi, Betsy. I really enjoy listening to your podcast and the questions people send in. I would love you to cast your eye over my husband's and my bedroom. We have based the room and its colors around the Jack Vitriano print that we love. It's called Dance Me Till the End of Love, which as you can see is a very moody piece of artwork. It has grays, whites, and blues. I've painted the walls a deep gray color. The walls, I'm sorry, the room has three windows, which is so nice and so bright. I would really like to update my dune, you said duna cover. I don't know if that's Australian or if you mean duvet cover, and possibly repaint the walls. So my question to you, which colors would you recommend to complement our artwork, but also to freshen the space? I'm really excited to hear your suggestions and your point of view. Thank you so much, Tiffany. P.S. I've attached two images of the room and a close-up of the artwork and a close-up of the Duna pattern cover. Okay, so I guess you did mean Duna, and I don't know what that means. But I'm just going to assume it's duvet. Uh, so Tiffany, I really appreciate you sitting in these pictures because it definitely illuminates the situation and makes it quite clear to me what's going on. Just as I did with Renee's question, I'm going to be giving you a story from my own life to illustrate how you can fix your bedroom, okay? So by the time I finish my story, you should have all the tips you need to make your own conclusions on what you need to do. 
And if you don't, then I'll tell you just what to do. How does that sound? How does that sound? Okay. Ready for story time, Tiffany? So my husband and I moved into our house, as you know, six plus years ago. Every room in my house is super colorful, mid-century modern, fun, playful, except my bedroom, which I wanted to be transitional and subdued and chic. My husband and I both adore Paris. It is a very special place for us where we've been together many times. I decided, in fact, I'd had my eye on for many years, this amazing piece of art from Ballard Designs, which is a big 36 by 36 square photograph of the rooftops of Paris. Now, if you're familiar with Paris, you know that the rooftops are kind of this slate navy color, and the actual architecture is kind of an off-white. There's a lot of gray, um, but that's generally the color palette. So if you're taking a picture of all the roofs, it's going to be gray, off-white, kind of blue, much like the picture that you're showing me. So I decided to base the entire color palette for my room on this amazing large piece of art that would be centered above our king-size bed. I picked a gray bed. I picked navy drapes. I picked a navy um, velvet quilt. I had sheets that have like this really cool gray pattern. And then I painted the walls in icy blue. Well, as you may or may not know, I love feng shui. So after a few years in our home, I had this colleague who was really into feng shui, and she said, I'd love to come over to your house and give you a free sort of assessment. I was like, oh, well, that sounds fun. So she came over and she gave me an assessment of our house, you know, pointing out things that I could do differently to have better feng shui. And then she comes in the bedroom and she says, whoa, can I ask a personal question? And I was like, sure. Yeah, go ahead. And she says, how are things going intimately, you know, with your husband? Things good? I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, she was a colleague, but I didn't know her that way. I was like, well, they're calmer than they could be, right? Uh, I'm sure he would like a little more fire. And, you know, we're just very subdued at this point and things are just subdued. And she said, of course they are. You have only cool colors and neutral colors in this room. Every other room has a balance of warm and cool, vibrant and subdued. This room is only subdued. I can tell you what's going on in your marriage just by looking at the feng shui in this room. Is it chilly? Is it boring? Is it subdued? She said, you need to bring some fire into this room you know, if we're thinking in terms of elements, right? You need to bring some life into this room. There's not even a plant in here. And the minute she said that, I was like, oh my goodness. That very night, I went online to Wayfair and I purchased a nine by 12 rug that had hot pink. Of course, it had navy and gray so that it still went with the core elements in the room. But the primary tone of this rug is hot pink because I wanted to bring the fire. I hired the handyman to come over and put that under my bed. I got a lumbar pillow that had pops of pink. Immediately, my room not only felt more balanced, but I felt more inspired to be warmer with my husband, if you get my drift. 
Additionally, I brought in some bamboo stalks. Our bedroom does not get a lot of natural light. It's a pretty dark room. So luckily, stalks of bamboo thrive in sort of negligent conditions. And I got just the right number to inspire romance. If you look online, you can Google like what number of bamboo stalks mean what certain Like there's a certain number that correlates with a feeling or something that you want to bring into your life. And so I got just that number to inspire romance and connection, put them in a vase, and they were thriving. And all of a sudden, so was my marriage. Let me just say your room right now, and guys, if you are looking at this on YouTube, you can see that it is so neutral. Icy gray walls, right? Uh, The inspiration picture being this you know image of this couple looking away in this very cold icy looking sort of color palette is not going to be ideal to inspire fire and connection i would recommend that you choose an inspiration piece that has both warm and cool colors and it doesn't mean that you have to get rid of this piece i still have the 36 by 36 picture of the paris rooftops above our bed but it means that the inspiration piece is no longer that artwork instead the inspiration piece from which i'm deriving the color palette for my entire room is that lovely 60 percent hot pink rug So I want you to find a different piece, whether it's drapes, whether it's a rug, whether it's a duvet or duna cover, right? I want you to find something that has some of those warmer colors to infuse this space, not only with balance, but with a romance. Tiffany, you see, my story can be your story and I can solve all your problems with my own personal pain. And guys, I hope I did that with my story of leaving this beautiful office because, um, you know, if you ever have a space that's kind of represented an era of your life, you know how I feel. But maybe you also know and can help me see ahead that taking a big leap can lead to big rewards. And maybe I'm ready for that next big step. Maybe you are too. So here's to a wonderful, dynamic, surprising, prosperous 2022. Until next week, everyone. Bye. You've asked for it and we have answered the call. For years, you've been saying, Betsy, You're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem, and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out, follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about.
A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.